welcome to The Awake Life with Anjali Love, where we share stories of those who are living their dharma to inspire and support you in living yours. And to me, a dharmic path is living from your heart, living from your truth. And I believe it takes a whole heck of a lot of courage to live in that way. Uh, which is why I created this podcast uh, to share just inspiring stories. And today I'm super excited because our guest is Anne Marie Brown. And I met her maybe like five years ago. And when <laughs> I met her, she was living in Los Angeles and she was working as a pharmaceutical rep. And now she is spends a lot of her time in India teaching. She has the Sapa collection, which I'll let her tell you about. And she travels all over the world. And so just witnessing all of the changes that she's made in her life have been, it's been so inspiring to me. So thank you so much, Amory, for being here with us. Of course, it's an honor. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So the first question that I usually ask people is, um, because Dharma means something a little bit different to everyone. Um, so I just, you know, I just want to ask you, do, you know, what do you think Dharma is or living a life of Dharma? And do you think that you are living your life in that way? Yeah, that's a great question. And it's a really relevant and important question for all of us to ask ourselves. Um, but to me, Dharma really means purpose, right? So when we talk about a Dharmic life, it means a purposeful life. And, you know, a lot of times people think, what's my purpose? What's, what's my purpose? You know, and they're waiting for this grand thing to kind of download on them. Aha, that's my purpose. Totally. Um, <laughs> right. And I, for a long time, I was in that space too. Um, but really what, as I've gone deeper into my path of yoga and meditation and, you know, my spiritual path, what I've realized it's about living dharmically and purposeful in each moment. Um, and within that, it takes a lot of pressure off and you're able to experience a greater state of fulfillment. Um, so it's really all about adding to the space in each moment, you know, Regardless of if, you know, when I look back on my career as a, in the medical industry, you know, was it really that fulfilling in my heart? No, I always felt like there was something more I wanted to do. But before I did leave that job, I came to a space of deep surrender and gratitude that that was exactly where I was supposed to be. And I started showing up different in each moment and trying to really add purpose and be of service in each moment. Um, within that, and I really started to experience great fulfillment, you know, and then it wasn't until I experienced that fulfillment that all the other doors opened up and led me on in a different direction. But I think it's Dharma is all about purpose and making decisions that support the evolution of yourself and others in each moment. And I love that you say that, because as I was driving to do this podcast, <laughs> I thought about that if you're living a life of Dharma, you are of service. That word came to me. Yeah. And so being of service, it sounds like before you left that career, you were in that place of 
just trying to serve, even if maybe there, you felt there was something more for you in your life, but you were content with being where you were at. I was, I was. And I mean, I think the teachings of yoga bring us to that, you know, the teachings of yoga and the practice bring us to that state of unity. And, you know, I really started experiencing that while I was still in this other part of my life, you know, from the career aspect. And then within that space of unity, it's like this desire arises where you just know that one of the reasons that you're here is to give back and serve. And it doesn't even mean, you know, like giving a huge check to a charity. It means like showing up for people in the moment and, you know, um, really asking the moment what it needs from you and showing up to serve others in each moment. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I feel like when you come to that space, you feel very, like I said before, you feel very fulfilled within that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like really great when you say it, like show up to the moment and like, how do you serve? But how did that transition for you to where you really actually felt that way? Like you were in deep gratitude. Did you have a practice? Was it just a shift in your mind, your consciousness that happened? How did you get to that state? Yeah, well, when I was, you know, I had this whole story that I, you know, my nervous system was shot. I didn't feel like I was doing good work in the world. I felt tired all the time. I felt like my life was dominated by my career. Mm -hmm. And when I started doing yoga, and then more importantly, when I started doing a daily meditation practice, I started realizing that these were all just stories that my mind was creating and that I had a choice whether I was going to be miserable or if I was going to just enjoy myself and realize that, you know, I actually had a really great situation. But I also realized, you know, for instance, for me, I was in the working within the Western medicine umbrella, but yet I was finding my way into, you know, Eastern traditions of, you know, holistic healing and Ayurveda and naturopathy. So I thought that what I was doing within that job wasn't in alignment. But what I realized was that I was showing up to serve people that what they needed came from Western medicine and showing up to support healing. And that felt really good for me. And I genuinely really, when I shifted the way that my approach was and what I thought of what I was doing, I really started to experience greater fulfillment in it. So, but that these realizations didn't come until I started having a study meditation practice every day. Yeah. So making that commitment to yourself and it just sounds like from that perspective shift, did things start to open up in your life to make, cause you know, now you're living in India (laughs) for the, like, how did that happen? Did things just start to, yeah. Well, they did, they did. And when I start, so when I started having my study meditation practice, I always, you know, my whole life, I felt that I was supposed to be living in another country. And I always had this thing inside me that never felt fully settled where I was. Um, Even though I had, you know, I've had an incredibly blessed life, very grateful for everything that I've been able to experience. But when I started meditating, I started having visions of myself teaching, of myself creating my own, uh, my own company. I saw myself 
living in community. And I really, you know, I've always been able to have an understanding if something was intuition, you know, if a vision was coming um, versus like if I was just thinking of an idea, oh, what do I want for my future? But um, I've always had the ability to recognize intuition actually throughout most of my life, even in challenging times and recognizing that intuition and knowing that, you know, this is what is going to happen. So, you know, holding space for that within me and um, paying attention to the different signs that uh, reveal themselves along the path that path that might lead you in that direction. Um, I had actually, I had been feeling the call to India when I first really, when I really dove into yoga, um, when I was moved here to Los Angeles from Chicago, I really felt the call to go, but twice I canceled and I don't know what it was, but there was some type of fear that would come up when really it was just sort of like my mind trying to block a deep desire that my soul had. Um, but when I finally went and studied with um, our teacher Anand, I taught after that at the Sattva Center. Um, there was a group that had come in and I was sort of thrown into teaching and I was really nervous. But something felt really right about it. And it felt like that was where I wanted to be and where I wanted to share. And, you know, I came back to L.A. and I was still in my career and. I had had that experience though. And um, I don't know. I just knew within me that that's where I was supposed to be, but I was, it scared me because I had no idea how it would happen. And I, um, I had a really supportive um, group of people that I had worked with who had saw my transition and um, the way that yoga had impacted my life. So they knew that India was a space that I was really yearning to be in. The long story, but a lot of things aligned and it was the right timing. And I was planning an event in India, um, being of service. You know, I really wanted to serve in whatever ways that I could. And we were planning an event called the Seva Celebration, which was in 2015. And um, it just felt like I needed to be, most of my time was, you know, I needed to be there. And I was also helping, um, run one of our schools, one of our organizations in India from afar. So it's almost like everything I was involved with was in India. So it was just time to transition and move there. And it was a big leap. But since I've been there, a lot of everything has fallen into place. And I'm truly amazed every single day by it. Yeah. And what's interesting is you said that you um, almost went to India two other times, mm-hmm. but you talked <laughs> yourself out of it. And it seems like over the years, like you're trusting your intuition more, like, you know, cause so many people get caught in the mind and is that my intuition or is that yeah. my mind? Like, what would you, you know, what would you say? How do you tell the difference? And well, you know, the intuition, when I canceled those two trips, Mm-hmm. I knew that it wasn't, I knew in my heart that I needed to go to India, but I knew it wasn't time to go. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it's being able to just really tune into yourself and realize that there's a desire or there's a vision or there's an intention, but also being able to surrender to the timing and divine timing. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that third time when I had met Anand in, in Los Angeles that summer and 
then sign up for his teacher training, that that was why I had canceled the two other times. Mm -hmm. But when I was canceling, I didn't know why I was. I, I just was like, I just, this isn't the right timing for me. So it's just interesting when you are able to really tune into yourself. You know, intuition for me has always just been my heart, you know, my heart speaking. And um, that's when I've always known that that's my truth versus things that require a lot of thought and a lot of planning to figure out um, that cause a lot of like unnecessarily scatteredness <laughs> within my brain. Those that's what that to me is not my intuition. So, so it sounds like, you know, the more we meditate. Yeah. It sounds like simple. Go ahead. Like just, it's yeah. very simple. And a lot of people, many people are highly intuitive naturally, but they don't realize it. And that's what's so beautiful about meditating is it really brings you into that space of stillness where you start to realize the voice of intuition and you start to learn and trust. Yeah. And it sounds like you started that when you were in this place of burnout, because I think there's so many people that are, they're like, I don't have time. They're like, you know, family, kids, work, and they just, you know, they're, they're stressed, they're exhausted and, you know, but it sounds like you had this deep commitment to, to create a practice. Like that's key in terms of making a transition, you know, versus one more 100%. thing to add to someone's plate. Yes. 100%. It's medicine. The practice, you know, is medicine, especially for people who are, you know, most people, because most people are, you know, working a nine to five job. They have a family they don't have a lot of personal space to just become still. And so the meditation practice is medicine and it can really, um, not only does it, you know, help you stabilize your nervous system, but then you, your mind becomes more silent and then you're able to get more present and then tune in and see what it is that nature or the universe is asking of you. Yeah. So Yeah. And then it's, you know, the other thing that I've always found is when you get really clear then with the universe of what do I want and what is it that I want to call forth in my life and you know within your heart that that's the truth of what, what you, what needs to happen and you hold that space and the universe starts showing up for you and it starts orchestrating for you because if your intention's coming from a space that's authentic and pure the universe will fully support that and it's happened over and over again in my life and I've seen it happen over and over again in many people's lives it's true you know and we have that power to really attune and um but you really have to be in a state of very you know a present moment awareness to acknowledge the signs and the synchronicities that come up on the path that are going to guide you in and it sounds like moment to moment present moment awareness you know like not just the 20 minute meditation in the morning but it sounds like it's a constant throughout the day practice of bringing yourself back to presence so that you can see the signs yeah it is and it's funny ironically you know when I was still in my corporate job I had done my first yoga teacher training just for my own practice, because I was curious about the transformation I was experiencing. This was in Los Angeles. 
And I had no intention to teach. And when I finished that training, the director of sales at my, the company I worked for called me and said, okay, you're a yoga teacher. You're going to teach at our sales meeting <laughs> yeah. next week to all 200 employees. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to teach yoga. And they said, well, we want you to, you have a certificate. And it's interesting that then that was when it all started too, that they were the ones that actually propelled me and pushed me into teaching. And, it's so um, crazy because that, that was huge that's for me. Story yeah, I hear over and over again from people that have done my trainings. It's like they're like, I'm not going to teach. And I was like that, too. And then they're like, oh, I'm teaching yeah. now because someone someone will just ask them to teach. So that's how. Mm. Yeah, that's the magic of the universe. <laughs> it is. It's so fascinating. So cool. <laughs> And so now, you know, it sounds like, because you're one of these people that I respect and admire so much, because it it seems like you really do enjoy your life. Like you were saying, you want to enjoy your life, and yet you run this business, and you help with teacher trainings, and you do so much. And so what shifted in you to, you know, because it seems like you still do a lot in terms of your work life, but you're able to find more ease or joy. Yeah. I feel incredibly grateful because I don't feel a difference. There's no separation for me between working and my life. I really enjoy everything that I get to be involved with. For me, everything feels purposeful and it is just, I'm amazed that at how much my capacity can increase when I'm putting my energy into projects um, into companies, into brands, into teaching, into community, when I'm putting my energy in these different spaces, how much it doesn't depletely deplete me. It fills me because it's inspiring and it feels like it's uplifting and serving humanity. So, you know, all these different things I'm involved with, they all stem from the same source. All of them have the same intention to uplift and serve others to live their highest truth and inspired life. You know, from teaching in the Himalayas, you know, and leading the trainings there with uh, the team at Sattva, that's an, I mean, that's an incredible um, honor to be somebody that's facilitating and sharing to support people through shifting. And then the Sattva Collection, we created the brand as a support to people who were on the path of yoga for them to stay connected to their practice um, off the mat. And all of our jewelry has intention. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we sell a lot of the Sri Yantra pendant, which is a sacred symbol in India that connects us to our infinite potential of being. And I really can feel that because the more... I connect to that energy, the more I feel I can expand and do all these different yeah, it's, things. Yeah, go ahead. And, yeah, and that, I mean, that's, it's, to me, it's really about embodying the practice and the information you receive in your meditation practice and um, then bringing that out into the world and sharing. We got cut off right in the middle of Anne Marie speaking. Um, the internet or the Wi-Fi where she was got cut off. And then she called me later driving down to Panga Canyon. And uh, I wasn't able to reconnect with her uh, because she's going to India uh, tomorrow. So I will reconnect with her in November. But what I shared on the last part of the recording um, that I thought was being recorded 
was that um, I bought a Sri Yantra pendant, um, which to me represents, I mean, the Sri Yantra, you can go on and on talking about it, but it's really this divine mother, this divine Shakti, this creation that happens from this like still point. And I thought I lost it yesterday and I was like freaking out. <laughs> like I was like, oh my God, like I didn't realize um, how meaningful like wearing a symbol was on my body. Like there's something about feeling that connection. And so I wanted to share that with her. Um, and I was gonna ask her one final question. I was gonna ask her what she thought um, or what, what she would say to someone who is maybe getting some intuitive hits or some little inklings of making a change in their life, but, you know, we're having some fear about, you know, how to go about doing that and how to start it. And from our conversation today, how, you know, I don't know how she would answer it, but this is what I kind of gathered, um, the couple points that really came home to me was creating space for silence and for meditation to listen in no matter how busy you are and to be patient with yourself to let the timing unfold there's no rush like the divine timing will happen just like how she decided to wait to go to India and um, to also let things be easy, like kind of getting out of the way and letting things align. That's also another piece that I thought was really cool that she shared is that like we're not doing it. We're just getting out of the way and things will start to move toward us. Like I like the analogy of a magnet, you know, like we become a magnet and we just start to draw things toward us. Um, as we shift and change and grow and I've found that in my life as well like I tend to want to like control but when I just let go and surrender and work with aligning my energy things just kind of magically fall into place anyway um, if you want to connect with Anne-Marie she is uh, you can look her up on Instagram at the Sattva Collection S-A-T-T-V-A and she has some beautiful jewelry and bags and uh, kimonos from India. Anyway, have a wonderful day. Adios.